And we are back. I am Eric. This is the Fat Packs Podcast. We are coming to you live very early on the final day of the National in Cleveland. Joining me is my special guest, co-host, uh, not quite co-host yet because we got to interview him first, and then, he, <laughs> then he can become a co-host. Uh, my new friend, the Pack Geek, Jeff Hofer. How are you doing, sir? Hey, man. I'm doing great. I'm happy to be here for the first time ever. I'm happy you're here. I'm glad you can make it out. Uh, and I'm glad you're embedded with me so we can do this together. Um, I think without just like washing your balls too hard or anything. Like, <laughs> I, think we've, I, I've mutu- I think we've mutually wanted to work together for a, for a minute. And, for sure. Uh, we've, we've worked it out here. So uh, thank you, one, for being here. And uh, two... I think you were the best option, so Paul left me. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's be honest, you didn't have to twist my arm very hard to get me out to the National. I had never been to a National before, so I've just been trying to take it all in, and there is there is a lot to see here. That's, that's what I wanted to talk to you about today is this is your first time. Uh, everybody wants to know leading up to the National, oh, what's it like? I've never been, yada, yada, yada. So this is, this is it. And now you're here and you're walking the floor and there's a lot to take in, like you said. What do you think? I, it truly is overwhelming. I've heard so many people say that in past years, like you need to plan, you need to like truly have a plan of attack, you need to know what you're looking for, you need to have a list of whatever it is you're shopping for. And I always kind of took that with a grain of salt, didn't think much about it, but that's all true yeah and that's all helpful stuff and i can't say i did all of that so yesterday was was a, a, a definitely a, a learning opportunity for me um today i feel like i packed a little bit more and uh came with snacks which is helpful because food is pretty expensive here yes and, and gross uh, by the way <laughs> yeah. and like i I don't know. I felt like I took in a lot yesterday. I probably didn't see half of the vendors. I don't see how you could. It's, I mean, there's four or 500 vendors here, you yeah. know? I and just discovered a whole new wing to the show <laughs> earlier today. It's it's ridiculous. So, but the stuff that you have seen, has there been something that like blew you away, like put you in awe or anything? Well, yeah, I mean, for sure, like, um, the, the Panini booth is, is a sight to see. Topps booth is really impressive. Being a card breaker, like I, I love hanging out over the baseball card exchange and blowout cards and, and seeing all their product there. In particularly, uh, the baseball card exchange, they've got you know a ton of older packs and boxes and uh, you know they've, they've just got a, a really impressive spread over there and I had to kind of keep myself from going crazy. I had to hide my credit card from myself. <laughs> it could have gotten ugly really quick. That baseball card exchange is quite impressive. Walking through there and seeing the, just everything you loved when you were a kid, but it's fully intact and you can have it. You have the money. Um, it's, it is a, that booth alone is overwhelming. Well, I think you, you said it right there. If you have the money, you can have anything <laughs> you want in the hobby here like whether it's unopened cards or singles or just everything autographs um they uh they had a box of 86 Fleer that they were doing a, a break on yesterday I'm not sure when it ended up happening they had a, but a huge crowd around their booth uh but that you know how much fun would that be sure. to break a box of 86 Fleer basketball that's that box in particular not not that box that they broke but that a box of 86 flare you could get no jordans you could get 10 jordans you know yeah. the way that thing was collated so it's uh what an exciting thing to be around watching and seeing as they uh, as, as everybody gathers around the booth there's the crowds here you can tell when there's a giveaway because there's a crowd uh, yeah there, there's a mob of people around there's usually a guy with a bullhorn and they're drowning out everyone else right and you know there's some sort of giveaway or contest going on here it's um I didn't do it very well the two previous days, but I'm going to go over to Tops a little later and say, hey, what time are your giveaways? Because we just can't hear. Like, there's no sense in doing interviews. Got a lot of energy coming out yeah, of that. <laughs> there's just no sense in doing it. Um, you got here yesterday. You walked around for the for probably a good hour or so before you came back to the booth, uh, meeting and greeting people. 
Was that all Pat Geek fame? Was that people you had met from from your video I, series? Well, or? so I, I see a lot of uh, friends of mine from Dallas right. who have come out here for the show. Um, a few people that I kind of knew uh, from online, uh, whether it's a, a forum or just through Twitter. And yeah, I met a lot of new people. I saw my hero, Gary Vaynerchuk, was here that yesterday. That was awesome. Congratulations oh, on that. Oh, man. I got to tell you, Eric, I... I completely fanboyed out and I was embarrassed to myself. I, I saw him in, you know, I'd been wanting to meet Gary for a long time. And so seeing him at the National was just like icing on the cake. But I couldn't believe my eyes. I literally had that moment where I was like, is that who I think that is? So I walked over. He was with his son, so I, I didn't I didn't want to, you know, monopolize too much of his time. But I pretty sure I told him my life story in like 30 seconds <laughs> and then I was like okay I'm way outstayed my welcome thank you for everything you do and all the inspiration you provide and then I walked off and I actually ran into him later at the panini booth and uh and, and said hello again but that was that was my highlight of the day yesterday a someone who is completely non-industry related sure. was here that was a lot of people's highlight yesterday I I knew he was out there on the floor. I was walking around. He was wearing a lime green shirt. It, he wasn't hard to miss, you know. Never saw him, but I had a lot of people here at the booth and a lot of people out on the floor. It was a little bus. Hey, Gary, Gary V's here. Gary V's here. And, you know, if you know who Gary V is, you understand why we're talking about him. He's an inspiration to a whole generation of, of, of marketers and businessmen and even collectors. So... I'm it's, doing it's my cool. web series right now because of Gary Vee. Like I, I was doing. I started it back in 2010, and um, I'm telling you, it's called Pack Geek. Uh, if you're not familiar with it, and started in 2010, and um, you know, I stopped doing it because it, it got expensive and uh, unopened packs, especially the type that I open, aren't cheap. And uh, so I got really into Gary Vee videos, and he kind of unintentionally inspired me to start it back up and and also got to give a shout out at some point in time when I was debating whether to start the series back up again my wife pulled me aside the last person on earth I would expect <laughs> to say this and she was like you know what I feel like you should start doing the pack geek videos again <clears throat> and mind you my wife is not a collector and sure. she doesn't love that I blow money on cards right, right. so that that was a sign to me, and then the Gary Vee videos kind of pushed it over for me. And sure. So here I am. It's been uh, it's been a fun ride th thus far the national, and then now today is the last day, and I was telling you earlier that you're going to see a lot of deals being made today, that you know people have purposely waited until Sunday, to they don't want to take this stuff back home, so they'll dump it all off on like a Rob Varis or a Got Baseball Cards or or something like that, and. You're going to see a lot of movement today. The signers list is incredible. I was going to get Mike Tyson at $160. I'm going to pass. Wow. But the signers list today is like a who's who. It's been. Uh, Let's give that out. Do you know it offhand? I'm not, I don't. I can go take a picture. Of it. Like I saw Walter Jones canceled. So so for Seahawks fans, that's a bummer. But uh, it, there's there's 25 signers, 30 signers. Wow. Left. So off the top of my head, no, I don't, but. Well, let me ask you, because as somebody that's been to your fair share of uh, nationals, how do you think this compares this year in Cleveland? Well, I've been to one other. I've oh, okay, been, okay. So, but, but I've been to enough shows. Like, I, I go to the Expo twice a year up in Toronto. It's comparable. Okay. Uh, this is my favorite layout because the room, so this used to be a Ford Motor Company building. Really? Well, okay. I can see that. So, um, it's massive. I don't know if you've seen, like, the men's rooms and the women's rooms on this side of the building are downstairs. But there's a ramp over, uh, you see that, looks like that little tent popping up in the middle there, the, the tan. For on the, the audience, yeah. Eric is pointing to yeah, his I'm, left. That's lovely, right? <laughs> you guys with, look over there. Um, with the brown, like the sandstone, and anyways. It's two circles. That's a ramp downstairs below the building. That's where Ford used to park their cars. Wow. When they, when they came off the line, they, they would get parked down there. That's and, cool. Uh, so what's down there now? It's a huge parking garage for uh, for VIP signers and stuff ah. like that. Um, I like this better with the layout. It's, it's more spacious. It's um, There's room to breathe in here. 
Chicago is really really close together. Even in Toronto at the Expo, which is not near as big as this, but it's comparable again. It's still really close. Um, this, I love the, the room in here this time. Also, I love that the breakers are out on the floor instead of in their own room. Uh, I think that gives gives them the ability to interact, obviously, with the rest of the of the customers. Uh, in Chicago, they're in their own room. You got to kind of go find them. Yeah. Which, if you're breaking, that's fine. But if you're not, you know, you don't know that they're there. I want to give a shout out. Uh, being a Midwest guy myself, it's a little self-indulgent. But the people here in Cleveland are super nice. Like, I at least I've had a good yeah, experience. Yeah. You smile when I say that. But I was, yeah, I was thinking about our waitress the other night. Uh, oh, hey. Mr. Barker's coming over. Have you talked to uh, Brian Bain ever on the show? No, never talked to Brian Bain. Before we get started, let's go over there and try and find him. Okay. Especially with Barkley. Okay. You told me last night Barkley is the is the best thing that's ever worked. Okay. I'm really excited about that. But he's been really good. Okay. Talk to him. He'd come over to the building. All right. We'll, we'll talk to him over there. Let's, let's try to do it before the show. Over. Before we get busy. I, I assume he's here. All right. We'll finish this up and we'll go over there. Yeah, All right. Find him. You guys what, speak. Who's this Barkley character this time? Uh, Saquon. No, I'm just kidding. It's Charles, <laughs> obviously. We're talking about Brian Bain from uh, Panini. As Ted interrupted this show, but that's okay. We'll let it, we'll let him do that. Um, everybody knows that uh, Panini has now signed Charles Barkley to an exclusive. It's huge. It's massive, right? Um, he hasn't had an autograph since like '96 or '97 or something like that. And you gotta love yeah, Charles Barkley, exactly. even if he used to beat your favorite team when he was playing. Yeah. Like he's just a fun guy. He's he a great really character. He's a monster athlete, yeah. Hall of Famer. Like I, there's, I don't know. I, I love the guy. It's terrible. It's just terrible. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Charles is great, uh, and I think it's gonna be great for the hobby. Great. I don't want to sound blasé about like Upper Deck has Jordan. We've seen Jordan autographs, right? Panini has Kobe. We've seen Kobe autographs. We haven't seen a Charles Barkley autograph in almost two decades. Yeah, he hasn't so. felt very connected to the hobby necessarily. Right. So that's that's massive. You're right. So I'm excited to see what that does especially to the basketball collecting community it's going to bring what it's going to do is bring people in who who don't collect basketball cards they're going to say oh i want to chuck you know it's right there as jeff points to himself uh so they're going to bring in uh new collectors to the basketball market which is really great uh for panini and just for collectors as a, on a whole i mean noir he is going to be the first product he's in i believe and i don't think you can touch that like it's an already it's, sick yeah, product exactly it's 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 sold out everywhere you know and now people are buying it on the secondary market you know uh on dealer net or whatnot and it's it's pretty much the same that that you would buy off the line from or a little bit more so it's interesting uh how he's going to affect he already, he already has affected the market i think i would think that the first one like if it's a a really nice, you know, one of one or a, you know, one of ten patch or something like that. That could go couple, for a couple thousand. Big right? money. Yeah. I agree. I agree. And then think about it. You got, you got Sixers, Rockets, and Suns that you get. You can all have jerseys. So that's three collecting bases there. And he's just, he's a good personality to bring yeah. to the hobby. You know, he's got such a giant personality. He's a great spokesperson. Yeah. He's outspoken. But he's just a lot of fun. I think he will bring a lot to the hobby outside of just his image on some cards. Sure. Um, all right, let's wrap this up. You are my co-host for the rest of the time here. I we're, love the sound of that. We're gonna do some uh, some more, a little more podcasts, more interviews. Also, uh, it, this is not gonna matter because it's gonna be live today. We're gonna do some live videos, but you can go back and watch them in the feed. Uh, if Use you're your DeLorean. To, yeah go back and watch our pack break videos that we're going to do later please do mind blown panini gave us some stuff to give away here so we'll do that as well um but before we do before we jump off just just in case i have listeners that don't know who you are tell them where they can find you on social media oh awesome yeah so uh everything is at pack geek uh, you can find. I would love for you to go to my YouTube channel and check out the videos. That's really where I'm trying to drive folks. Um, but I'm on Twitter. I'm on Instagram. I'm on Facebook. Everything is at Pack Geek. 
He's a great guy. I wouldn't have brought him here otherwise. I mean, <laughs> everybody, you, everybody knows how, how how much I love Paul, and everybody wants to know, hey, where's Paul? Where's Paul? Where's Paul? Paul's doing great. Paul's doing his own thing. Uh, we've even promoted it a little bit here on the show and on our Twitter feed and stuff. Uh, but if, if it couldn't be Paul, I'm glad it's you, man. Yeah, really I appreciate, appreciate that, man. Thank you for having me. All right, you guys hang tight. We'll be right back. This is Rob Varis from Burbank Sports Cards, and you're listening to Beckett Radio. Guys, we're moving right along here. Uh, Jeff and I still Ew. together, and we're going to bring in Wendell. Uh, I think you all probably all know him. Uh, if you're if you're in the hobby, you definitely know who he is. He uh, he sold a very expensive Ben Simmons cards recently. Yes, sir. How are you doing, buddy? Um, on top, on, on top of life right now, man. Yeah. It's been it's been a blessing, man. It's it's awesome. Here at the Nationals, enjoying myself, man. It's awesome. So let, let's talk about the card first. The Ben Simmons. Tell us what it was, where you pulled it, and and, and the, like the whole process. Um. Well, I, I saw a lot of people breaking the breaking the gold standard boxes on uh, live on uh, YouTube. Okay. Um, watching a lot of latent breaks and stuff. Everyone looking for this Ben Simmons card. Sure. Um. And sure enough, I just went into the hobby store one day, my local card store out in Beaverton, Oregon, and uh, I went in to just buy some sleeves and top loaders, and I saw the boxes on the shelf. There was like five boxes left, and uh, I said, you know, why not? Sure. And we pulled them down. My son and my wife actually picked the same box. So you bought one box? Bought one box, 150 bucks. Okay. 150 <laughs> bucks. We opened it up. Um, I was advised that Ben Simmons wasn't actually in the product, but I was like, no, I think they got some information wrong, you know, here. And uh, so, yeah, it was uh, one of the co-owners at the shop. Okay. Um, and then, sure enough, I, I said, you know what? Because what I was told, he was he signed to Upper Deck, and he does he only signs with Upper Deck. Right, but right, I'm like, right. the card's got to be in here still. Yeah. So, you know? yeah. All right. So then I bought the box, and then I heard everyone talking about it, obviously it being in there. And we hit the redemption, and uh, the card owner went crazy. The card shop owner went crazy. I didn't. It didn't really hit my mind what I just had pulled, and uh, I saw the name. Ben Simmons, I just freaked out. Dude, walk, walk us through that. The so redemption, the redemption card itself said it wasn't like your regular redemption right, card. It yeah, even right. said you literally struck gold, <laughs> like one on one solid gold Ben Simmons rookie card. And I just, I lost it, man. It, it was just too dope. And um, I reached out to, uh, I called Panini right away. I'm like, look, Ben Simmons is signed with Upper Deck. You guys aren't waiting on autographs. Where's my card at? You guys need to get it over to me. He's like, well, let me. T well, we went through some some disputes. I got up to manage management or whatever on the, on the phone, and uh, he's like, all right, man, chill out. Let me let me go see if we have it. They had just got it in from production. Nice. Right when I called, they overnighted it to me. Very nice. Overnighted it to me. That thing, I have it. I actually have a video of me unboxing it, and it was literally in like 50 different boxes. Wow. One after the other. <laughs> so, <laughs> you, you hit it. I remember when the frenzy hit because Bleacher Report had a thing yep. on it. Yep. Uh, it. It was all. It was everywhere. The stories bounced around. When you when you took it to market, what did you realistically think that you were going to get for um, it? Okay, so to be honest, I wasn't trying to sell it. I okay. pulled it. Everyone thought like, okay, seven to ten thousand maybe. Um, and I was going into the car, my local card shop every day, and they kept bugging me to sell it. Like, oh, sell it with us. We'll we'll put it on consignment. Oh, we'll, yeah. you know, we'll put it on our eBay store. I'm like, no, nah, I don't want to sell it. And I said it sarcastically. He's like, well, how much would you take for it? And I said, I'm not walking away with nothing less than 100 bands, you know, and meaning I'm not selling. Right. right. And I was sure, continuing yeah. shopping. Are you and a Ben Simmons fan? I was a Ben Simmons collector before the pool. OK, OK. And uh, sure enough, he was just like, no, honestly, what would you? Would, I said, 100,000. 100, That's what it's going to take to pull it out of my hands. And he's like, you're not going to get that. Vintage baseball is the only thing that could do numbers like that. I said, well, I guess we'd be making history then because it's not coming out of my hands. Nice. And I think Otani would have something to say about that too. Exactly. But exactly. I digress. So, well, so how that tra how it transpired from there was he was just pretty much like, well, let's just put it on our eBay store and see what it does. So it wasn't even really me necessarily agreeing to selling it, but it was just more so let's just see what the market what the market's saying. Sure. A um, couple days later, twenty thousand dollar offer. Um, he called me up like, yo, we got a $20,000 offer. It's, it's a solid one, man. Let's go. Thinking I was going to accept it. Decline. You know, we got in a verbal dispute about it, you know, sure. in a sense of like, what are you doing? Take this money, you know, and then a couple thousand, uh, a couple, uh, thousand dollar offers came in later. Um, and then the $89,000 offer came in and that's when it got real. And, uh, 
that's when I reached out to Bleacher Report and Market. I had a, a buddy of mine, um, have some friends, knew June Lee over in Bleacher Report, write the article. I do marketing move. by trade. I was gonna say, um, are you in yeah, marketing? Yeah, that's a I'm, slick move. I'm social media savvy, man. Yeah. So, uh, you know, and, and this was against all odds. Everyone's telling me I'm crazy. Um, I st the first step of marketing the card was pretty much the Facebook one on one group. And uh, I posted it on there. Um, it got a lot of feedback over like 10,000 comments, 5,000 mm. 5, likes. And, you know, there's a lot of people hating, like, you know, this card is not worth freaking $1,000, you know? And then you had people showing support, super nasty hit, congrats. Sure. Um, a lot of love and hate. And, but that's what I, I knew was gonna happen. Let's just, you know, good or bad, let's just take the, uh, the promotion of it, you know? And uh, people made rumors. He's a scammer. Uh, they kicked me from the one-on-one group because the, the the admin of the one-on-one group on Facebook just didn't even like the uh, controversy of the, the okay. my post of me posting it, uh, it to be a hundred thousand dollar card before it sold. It's not a hundred thousand dollar card. Quit it. You know, whatever, whatever. And rumors upon rumors. It's caused a lot. It's, like I said, it's really been bittersweet. Sure. Um, like I, I've been getting death threats. Um, a Ben Simmons collector actually got mad that I pulled it. Said I was messing up the market. Cause he's like, he FaceTimed me even was like, I have the, and he had a really nice Ben Simmons collection. He had a lot of <laughs> national treasure stuff. He had, I mean, he had everything. And, uh, he was pretty much like, oh, well you, if that $20,000 offer is real, you better take it. Cause you're not getting no more than that. Look, I, I have this and I have this, and this is the best one you could get. I it's don't it's get not a hate. real rookie card because it doesn't have the badge on there. Well, right. guess what? It sold like a real one. So right, you know. Yeah, let the market decide exactly. what it's worth, and you did. And I, and I try to tell people like I just got back into collecting six months, six seven months ago, and uh, I look at it like a card's worth as much as someone's willing to pay for it. You know, um, can you overprice stuff? Definitely. You know, but get what you can. Man. Well, so could we talk about the sale? Are you? Um, yeah. So uh, how the sale went down was. Uh, the $100,000 offer came in. Um, Tate, the owner of the shop, hit me up saying, yo, hit me back, we got a, a, a legit offer. I'm a guy from Singapore, Asia. That was red flags to me there. I'm just like, in a sense of Asia, I just didn't want to ship a card so far. With, with, I know there's a lot of scammers and stuff like that. With that being said, basketball in the Asian market is ridiculous. Yeah, it's so, huge, yeah. it's huge. So I knew that much, um, very huge. Um, but it was a, a th he's like, I checked the guy, the guy who bought it is uh, Lance Combs, billionaire hedge fund owner yeah, yeah. out in, out in really? Singapore. Yeah. Um, doesn't even collect cards, supposedly. That's what Tate told me, that the guy- He's just an investor. Just an investor, loves Ben Simmons, bought the card. Um, he didn't, when we shipped it to, we actually shipped it to California to his wife. Mm -hmm. And I'll tell you about that in a second. But uh, he didn't even see the card till like a month after he purchased it. And wow. so the, the biggest red flag to me was, Okay, who's gonna buy a hundred ten thousand dollar card and not fly out to me or have me fly out to him and sell it personally? You a know, yeah, yeah. so that's why I was hesitant upon it. And Tate actually took the offer by then and was like, he saw one hundred ten. He's like, because I told him before then, um, you know, I want over a hundred thousand and I'm good. So he pretty much accepted the offer before I really, you know, accepted it. And that money was already sent to his PayPal. So they, before that happened, um, pretty much what happened was. Uh, the 30 day return policy I was really sketched about um, on eBay. Um, I was scared that if I ship it, 30 days goes by purposely or accidentally, especially with all the death threats and trolls and stuff with this card. Um, I didn't want someone to mess it up or accidentally mess it up and then send it back and then get the money back. But um, they actually had the money already in there ready to go and uh, waiting for me to pretty much bring the card to, to the card shop and ship it out. We paid. $2,500 DHL insurance. But the thing was is I didn't know they were taking it off of eBay. So that was our agreement with Tate was selling it on eBay. And so I got a lot of heat from that. Once it so once I, once we got the money and sold, you know, I went up back on Facebook. I told you guys I'd sell it, da 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 da. And then I, I, I didn't know how eBay works. So then everyone's hit me back. Oh, well it didn't sell, it got taken off or it says this, that and the third. And uh, pretty much what we did was Tate took it down without telling me and it made him agree to a three-day return policy so then me and me and Tate are negotiating at this point he's pretty much like sell the card we got the deal I'm saying well 30 days is too long okay well what if I get him to a three-day will you take that I'm like uh, I don't want to do it but okay I'll do a three-day and then that's when he on his own took it off of eBay and agreed made a contract with him and agreed to a three-day so I still took a risk the, the insurance only covered it till it got to their doorstep 
And that was another part of my stipulations with the sale was, this is not going to Singapore Asia. And then Tate told that to him and he said, okay, well you can send it to my wife in California. So I, me and Laura, were, we, we were literally biting our nails um, for three days, yeah. literally. Well, that's, I mean, that's a life changer. Right? Life changer. So <laughs> my mind wants to know PayPal fees. What's that like on that? <laughs> I don't know. Laura, do you? No. Okay, so the the shop owner got a percentage. Right. Yep, he had me high at fifteen percent. Okay. From a guy who didn't believe in the card. Sure. And uh, I mean, I did all the marketing myself. They let it sit on their eBay, but we took it down. I mean, I reached out to Bleacher Report myself, had my connections with Bleacher Report myself, did the one-on-one -on -one Facebook group stuff, and um, I, by the time the Bleacher Report came out, and then that attracted CNN. Uh, MB, uh, NBC yeah. Sports, once they wrote those articles awesome. at that time, I hit up Tate and was like, look, man, this 15% has got to come down. Like, you guys are sitting here telling me to take $7,000, $20,000 offers on this card, and I got it up to a 110, reached That's out great. to all these publications. And and it's not to say they didn't do anything, because, you know, I, I show appreciation where it's due. At the end of the day, I couldn't post it to eBay in the first place myself because I didn't have an account, didn't know how it worked. Supposedly, there's limits on how much you can, you know, yes. you got to build to that yeah. point. Yes. And uh, so I couldn't post a $100,000 card. So thank you to Tate and those guys for doing that. Um, like I said, it's been bittersweet. A lot of this, it, um, a lot, a lot of celebrities and people with money, you know, people, you know, people change around you when once money comes in involved. And I've seen, I'm not gonna say I experienced it all the way, but I've experienced a, a little bit of it. And you know, and you know, these guys I looked at as friends and stuff, and they still are. They're great guys over at that shop. But you know, I've been reaching out, trying to reach out to Beckett once the sale happened, trying to get it publicated. And you know, I'm doing this for the hobby. Like I said, I didn't want nothing less than $100,000. Didn't think it would sell for that much, but it was more so of like, even if it was 50, I'm keeping it because this is for the hobby. Like I'm, I really like the card, so even to anyone, this day. Has anyone covered the sale? Obviously they covered you pulling it. So Beckett wrote an article about, um, well, or Tate wrote, uh, I don't know how that worked or what their agreement was, if it was a paid advertisement or if they wrote on it, but um, there was an article in Beckett that I knew nothing about until I got here um, about the poll, about the sale. They released a lot of information of the sale, and uh, but it was promoting their consignment store, you know, promoting, um, and it, that, that was just really bougie to me in the sense of like, you know, this guy sells a Mike Trout for 400,000, you know, and I'm sitting here trying to make history with a modern card. You know, I still did basketball-wise, but it was literally for the hobby, man. It really was. And uh, so that's what I'm, I'm really actually upset about. And I've reached out to Tate and like, yo, let me get some of that, that uh, the information as far as the sale goes, uh, a lot of the paperwork and stuff like that, so I can really reach out to Beckett, because Beckett wasn't getting back to me. And uh, we get here the first day, and they tell me, you know, like, oh, we got it up, man. Congrats. And I, I was so happy. But then I read the article, and I'm just like, ah, come on, man. You know, it's promoting, promoting it for the hobby. I mean, there's no picture of the card, you know. But it, it, it's, what can I complain for? I mean, people look at me, and they're like, well, you can't complain. You got $110,000. But I'm the same guy who declined an $89,000 offer. I was going to say, man, congrats to you for holding out. Yeah. I, I got to tell you. If I pull a modern card and somebody offers me twenty grand for it, it's going to be instantly, tough right? Yeah. To turn that down, right? Right. Like, uh, I, I think that'd be the case for most right. people. Right. Right. A lot of people. For you uh, a lot out. of people call me crazy. You know. We a little bit crazy holding that. Oh, that's it's, all right. it's crazy. It worked it's out crazy. for you. It's, it's crazy. Push it to the limit. I don't think it'll ever happen again. Uh, I mean, that Atani definitely will. Yeah. Yeah. That's that guy better hold out. I don't know who pulled, who pulled that card. Uh, it was an older gentleman in, in California. Wow. Uh, Talking about the Otani yeah, uh, one-on-one one super refractor. Yeah. It was, oh, it's not here right now. He was an older gentleman out in California. He had he had it sitting. He bought a box, a couple boxes, and he was like, oh, I'm going to open this box this week. I'm going to open this box next week, yada, yada. So it's, it was sitting in his house. Not even a full case or anything? Just a couple no, boxes? Yeah, just a couple boxes. Oh, wow. It was sitting in his house in a box. And, you know, he was just literally just waiting to open it. It just so happened that he opened it the day before Otani got put on the DL. Oh wow! So, oh wow! So the excitement was literally, oh my god, this sucks. You know? Right. Right. But now Otani's back and he's playing and Killing everything's it. good. Right. So. And everything's back to back to normal. Right. <laughs>
So uh, you're, you're you're splurging a little bit. I see a couple of monumental boxes over here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you hit a Tiger Woods. Uh, Tiger Woods box, man. We got a, a, a pin flag of the U.S. or no, that was Pebble Beach. Okay. Um, it was numbered to like 100 or no, it was 500. I think that was 500. We got a polo, a signed Tiger Woods polo. Um, what else was in it? Two posters. Nice. Really nice posters and a, a Stanford football helmet. Oh, and okay. so that really surprised me. I'm like a football helmet. Yeah, he went to Stanford. Yeah, he yeah, went to Stanford. Yeah. I, you know, realized that. And then I'm like, I went to the to the guys over at Upper Deck, and they're like, it's pretty limited. That football helmet's a pretty nice pull. So. Yeah. Dope. That's awesome. Congratulations. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, is this your first national? This is my first national, and it's everything. I, I I mean, I could time of my life. Awesome. I mean, I still haven't covered everything. Right. You're gonna have to. What time are you leaving today? Uh, till it closes. So it closes. Still <laughs> closes. I leave tomorrow. Back right. to Portland, Oregon. So, uh, Northwest, shout out to my family up in Seattle. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's overwhelming. Jeff and I were talking about this earlier. It's just, everything's overwhelming. It is. The first day I was having, I was having and whether And whether it's like the little small booth, you know, that little small booth probably has 10, 15,000 cards that you're going to exactly, sort through, you know? Exactly, man. I, I couldn't, I couldn't, it was way overwhelming. Yeah. And I missed out on a lot of giveaways and other stuff that was going on because I spent too much time over here right at the beginning. There's no and, way to you know, see everything, yeah. man. Exactly. You just got to uh, give in. Yeah, I still yeah, there's made a whole wing that I yeah, haven't seen yeah. either. So, all right, we're gonna wrap this up. Not that yeah. I want to, but Tops is gonna start yelling here in a minute. Oh yeah. So thanks uh, for having me on, man. It was yeah, dope. I really appreciate it. Um, since you are a, a marketing guru, <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and let you uh, please tell our listeners where they can find you on social media. Yeah, man. Uh, right now in the card community, guys, I'm really uh, trying to build my my Instagram, and you guys can follow me at Hottie Will Collectibles. Hottie is H O D D I E. W-I-L-L, Hottie Will Collectibles, man. Uh, shoot me a follow, man. I'll hit you guys back. Awesome. You on Twitter or anything like that? Um, in the card game, not really. Um, I do music and hip-hop, too, so I kind of got to kind of keep, keep it separate. separate. Yeah, of course. Got to keep it separate, of man. Course. So, uh, But I've been hooked on this. I've actually been kind of chilling on my music and been full, full awesome. force with this. Man. I can awesome. imagine. Yeah. Lately. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so one more time on Instagram, Hottie. Yeah, Hottie Will Collectibles. Hottie Will Collectibles. Go check him out on Instagram. Uh, thank you very much for joining yeah, us, man. Thanks for having Appreciate me. Appreciate it. Appreciate it, guys. Cool, man. Good talking to you. Yeah, thank you. Oh, Hello, this is Jason Crosby, freelance illustrator and sketch card artist, and you're listening to Beckett Radio. Guys, this is it. This is our final interview of the show. Turn out the lights. Turn, yes. The Nationals over. As Mr. Harris serenades you. Saving the worst to last. Saving the worst to last. Uh, You know these voices. You've heard them on this this particular show several times as we've closed out uh, other other big events uh, at at the Expo and uh, at the National last year. Mr. Uh, Stelgum Chris Harris is with me. How you doing? And Mr. Uh, long fly ball David Wright is with me with as well. Ahoy, D- hoy. David Wright, yes, that David Wright. No, not that David, not Wright. David Wright. But David Wright. And Mr. Hofer is here as well. Hey. Uh, you're gonna have to scoot in, buddy. You're gonna have to come on over here. Shout from left field. Okay. So, we're, so we're ending these shows, these podcasts. Yeah. So are we like the reverse curtain jerkers. The the reverse we're the curtain main eventers. Yeah. The main, yeah. We're the main, yeah. Although, um, well, or are we the reverse dark match? We're kind of like, remember like Saturday night's main event? They'd have like the main event in the middle of the show. Right. Before everybody went to sleep. Absolutely. And like we were the ones that went on at like 12.30 yes. in the morning. Uh, so on Saturday. The, the important question is what would Meltzer rate it? Uh, depends where it was held. Yeah? Yeah. It does. I mean, this is the Tokyo Dome of sports collectibles. Correct. So. Which is why your podcast panel we decided scored six stars yesterday. Yes. Six stars? You that gave was, us that a was score. great. Yeah. I think, was it really? I mean, I, mean, I, I think. All right. So I'm, I'm kind of a an amateur historian of the hobby. Yeah. Yeah. And I was thumbing through a lot of like old national programs from the '80s. Okay. And like the first two days of the national, that Wednesday and Thursday, the floor was closed. And it really? was all social activities yeah. and seminars and panels. Okay. Kind of like barbecues and baseball yeah. games, swimming really? parties. Yeah. And I didn't know speeches. this. Yeah. Very social. And I kind of think maybe we should have more of that now. Okay. I mean, it is the National Sports Collectors Convention. We should have something for the collectors. Sure. That's not just 
mean, it's not just open your wallet. Open your wallet. We get some we, more, as as the kids like to say, added value to the national. We could have had a mean three, a little three bit tournament of, in here or something like that. What's, the, what's the proper turn? Land you pay. I'm sorry. What's the proper turn? Land you pay. Land yeah. you pay. Man. Land you pay for added value. <laughs> nice. How was the show for you? We we talked to Chris while we were filming our Donruss break. We just we just opened. Yeah, that some, was a fact. I came at the end of uh, that. That some was a pretty neat seven break. Donruss. No, it was horribly correlated. Or you got, well, uh, that's yeah. You got you got skunked on uh, Maddox. You no got Maddox skunked on Bonds. On, uh, McGuire. Or, yeah. yeah. Well, well Bonds wasn't in the same. Roberts. You yeah, you bit. got a bit. So like, why are you complaining? And two bows. Yeah. Bow nose bit. Bow nose bit. I I challenged Mr. Harris and said that uh, Oil Can Boyd was the best name in the set. Yeah, it's this guy, Oil Can Boyd, the also, Dipper, also known as Dennis Boyd. Dennis. But um, and is this this is the one he's Leon? Yes, Leon. Uh, Leon but, quote Bip Roberts. So, but Chris said he had a good show. How about you? How was your show? Was it successful? My show was excellent. Yeah, yeah my show was great. I came in what? Came in Friday. Mm -hmm. So I had Friday, Saturday, a little bit of today, and. Yeah, I came in with a mission, and I think the mission was successful. I came in to destroy quarter boxes, and we found found a couple. We found a really good dealer that uh, yeah. I spent like two days. Really? Yeah. Had a lot of like mid to late '90s fracture set base cards, so we're talking like '98 SPX Finite, '97 Donruss Limited, which are not easy to find, but yeah. and they had lots of like. Uh, they're more modern stuff like 15 probably 2011 to 2017 tops they had a lot of the retail inserts which once okay, again yeah, yeah, really yeah, hard yeah. To find. everybody loves to bust hobby nobody busts retail sure. and with the with the retail inserts it's hard to fill those fill those checklists but they had they had quite a bit um you know clearly they were looking for certain cards but everything sure. else was sitting in there so it nice was good little veins to run into yeah 72 minis, 71 minis, 87 minis. Cracknell's not here today. He had, he had to go back up to uh, Victoria. But he bought a bunch of just loose packs. And we were opening them in the car sure. on, the way, on the way to the hotel last night. And uh, somebody pulled a Lumber Kings out of it. Uh, Griffey Jr. Lumber Kings. Yep. Uh, what, what was that? Leaf 90. Leaf Limited 95, yeah. I say. And uh, I probably shouldn't be sharing this here. As we were t discussing the value of the Beckett price guide, mm -hmm. um, we were trying to guess the the current price, the current price right. without looking it up. And somebody in the car, who will remain nameless, said, "Hold on, I'll go to eBay and check." So, <laughs> as they were going Ready to put your own product <laughs> over, yes, <laughs> it uh, it wasn't. It was the funniest was thing. It Terry Taylor. No, but it, the thing is. <laughs> It wasn't. It wasn't anybody. At, it wasn't anybody at Beckett. I'll say that. Right. Because uh, I think it was more of a rib than anything else. But I was like, "Come on, man! I'm sitting right here. This is what I do. You can't. You can't do that to me." Well, shouldn't you know the prices off the top? Of off. Your head? The, that's what everybody. But he's the thinks. hockey guy, though, right? Well, yeah, that's true. I am not barely. Uh, yeah, the, barely. They. They. But customers. And Connor me, McDavid, young gun. What's it worth? One fifty-three hundred is what See, it's priced See, folks, at. he can do it. But that's a popular card. I know. That dude, that buyback young young gun with the autograph on it. Mm -hmm. There's one guy buying up all of those, and he submitted about fifteen of them to grading already. <laughs> so it's a that's an interesting little treat. But like, people think that we should just know prices off the top of the head. I'm like, you know how big the database is. I can't just recall everything. It's ridiculous. Give me a little slack, man. <laughs> Owen Nolan rookie card. What's it worth? See? A dollar? <laughs> Is it Pro Set? Five cents. Uh, pro Set's a good set. I just wrote a piece about Pro Set. I saw you did. I, did, saw, I read that. You were, uh, you were the inspiration for that. that what did, what so did you think where, about where it? Did you, where did you get, was that just, where'd you get the image for the, for the bloody nose I to, card? I had to pull it off uh, of our image database. Is it? Nice. Yeah. But what did you think about that piece then? That was cool. No, it, it's a nice read. And see, you need more of that because, yeah, as everyone heard it on the panel, hear it online, see it on Twitter, everybody talks about all the new people coming to collecting, all these new people. We got to get the kids. Get, no, what you got to do is educate them on what's happening. Sure. Right? Because right. some people may 
Some people may not want to bust a five hundred dollar box. Right. Some people may want to go back. Can't bust a five hundred dollar box. At least I can't. I learned something yesterday. I did not know that there was a pro set racing set. I didn't know that. Yep. Yep. So I was made football, hockey. I think there's some prototype NBA cards out there. Yes, there are. And they did racing. And they did. Speaking of pro set football. Okay. So my buddy Chris, who I'm, uh, who lives here in Ohio, he had the I think, I think the bust of uh, of the national. All right. So four years ago, at in this very building at the national, he bought a case of 1990 Pro Set football. Okay. Or Pro Set green, Pro Set as green the as kids it. like to call it. And you know, every once Pro in a while, for all the smarks, yeah, there. all the smarks out there. And like every once in a while, he'd like open a box out of just boredom. Okay. So Wednesday morning, show doesn't start till three thirty, and we're just hanging out in his kitchen, and he busts open, gets a box open, and we're busting through the packs. And wouldn't you know it, he hits the hologram. Oh, nice. The uh, Lombardi Trophy hologram, it was like the big card right. of the early 90s. Number yeah. to 5,000, right? 10,000. 10, 10, out of 10,000. But and that was one of the first, probably one of the very first chase inserts yeah. ever put in to a product done by like by anyone. But it was pro, you know, it was, it was done for pro set and it was a long odds. Yeah, it's just so much of it pull. out there that yep. a lot of those cards are probably still in packs. Sure. Yep. Just hanging out in packs, never to be opened. Yep. As Ted reaches down below the table to greet me. Hi, I'm Ted. I'll take these cards here and we'll see you. Okay. You do that. <laughs> what, that what happened to the Pro Set name? I mean, it's still out there. I wonder if, like, if uh, someone could admire it. Coming in at 6 in the morning? Yeah, I'll be there at 6. I wouldn't be surprised if there's somebody out there who owns it and yeah. just hasn't said anything. Yeah. If if one of the card, if one of like Panini or Tops had owned it, I think they'd probably resurrect it by now. I would think so too. Yeah. yeah. Must who knows? Like. Maybe it's maybe it's still maybe it's in the public family. domain. It could be public domain. So if, I, if you've got the money out there, if anybody wants to check it out and start a grassroots resurgence of pro set. That sounds like Go a Kickstarter ahead. idea. Like, hey, why not? Kickstarter is a good way to go with Fright Rags. Fright Rags does that. You guys into Fright Rags at all? You know what I'm talking about? I've heard of that. It's very, very interesting. All right, we'll see you in the morning. Yeah, I'll see you. Um, it's yeah. it's a very, very interesting concept. They take they make horror T-shirts, you know, from horror movies, and they've released three oh, horror. Yeah, horror. Yeah, okay. no, yeah. I was gonna say this is a resurgence of like the darker side. <laughs> They're all just Betty Page shirts. And, uh, <laughs> hey, come on, Page is not a whore. So uh, they they make card sets, yeah. and um, they've so far done House of a Thousand Corpses. Um, Evil Dead is coming out soon. Chucky is coming out, or Child's Play, mm -hmm. and then they have two others: uh, Reanimator and uh, Night of the Living Dead. So. Those have already. Those hasn't everyone done a Night of the Living Dead? Yeah, <laughs> like seriously, that's true. It is so public domain now. I think everyone has done something with Night of the Living Dead. I think so, most likely. But we opened uh, House of the Thousand Corpses, House of the Thousand Corpses, last week, and we pulled uh, a Captain Spaulding sketch, which we gave away to a kid yesterday. So. Uh, <laughs> Congratulations! That's one way, way of getting kids back into yeah. the hobby and into therapy. And at the into same therapy, time. right? Exactly, <laughs> exactly. So, I respect your your two guys' opinions greatly. What? And I asked this on the on the stage on the on the roundtable. What do you think the state of the hobby is from from last year to this year? What do you What do you think it is? Is it is it the same? Is it better? Is it, I think you may have to make the distinction between the hobby and the industry. Yeah. I think the state of the hobby is great. Yeah. I mean, not all collectors are the same, but there's, it seems like every segment of the hobby is doing pretty well. It's doing okay. Yeah. And you've got, like you said, you distinguish between the industry and the hobby. Now, 
you can, there will always be detractors online. There will always be people that <laughs> have issues and have complaints. Sure. But the one thing they can't deny is that the industry side of things should be thanking their lucky stars because this is the best 10 year run in Major League, Major League Baseball and in hockey and in other, you know, other professional sports. But 10 year run of athletes, I don't think you've ever seen a run like this before in the major sports. Sure. You know, you've, you had athletes, there was always the athlete of the decade. There was always right, right, one yeah. guy, right? Like you had your Ripkins, your then you had your Jordans, you had your Jeters, you had your Gretzkys. Now, these guys are banking on players every year. How expanded that bubble is right now and what's ready to happen to it, who knows? How bad does a mediocre draft class hurt the product? Right. Right? But if you look if you look at the players, the runs they've had, it's been fantastic for the industry. It's been great for collectors. It's been great for gamblers. It's been great for every segment of the hunt. It's been great for box breakers, right? Sure. It's been great for case breakers. It's been great like the way the hobby is structured, the way the industry is structured. That concerns me a little bit about how, what products we're going to see, the cost of licenses. Everybody complains there's too much product. The reason why there's too much product, these people have to pay for their licenses. Sure. Licenses cost a lot. They're Especially no exclusive licenses. Yes. They're no longer a stake in a handshake. Right. These things are super expensive. The leagues dictate. How many products get made? What gets made? Uh, Chris and I were talking the other day about how we, and this has been spoken about before, we'd like to see the major, MLBPA, Major League Baseball, and even the card manufacturers get together and try and push things towards the way the NHLPA has done things with their rookies, the way you know uh, Upper Deck has done things with the rookies, you're not a rookie until you step foot and play on a major league sure. uh, diamond. And therefore, That's, you don't get a rookie card until you've done that. that I understand the blowback that that's going to that's gonna cause for companies like Tops because it would kill the Bowman line. It would kill the Bowman line doing yeah. it. And that's the way it is now. You cannot have a quote-unquote rookie card with that icon on right. it that nobody seems to take but seriously. But the MLBPA, they, they don't seem to enforce that like the NHL. The NHL is very hard yeah, to fast. Yeah, yes, you yeah. do not. Yeah. Right? Right. It, seem, it seems like a pretty slippery slope with, with Bowman. I know there's people that love Bowman and it's great, but, you know, people always want to talk about cards holding their residual value. Well, there's a way. I think another big uh, issue for the industry as opposed to the hobby is uh, legalized sports gambling becoming more widespread. We've had a lot of that conversation uh, of late, but go ahead, give me your take. Okay, so you see a lot of group breakers. We're next to the group break pavilion. And that kind of demographic, I think, kind of overlaps with the sports gambling demographic. Okay. And as more and more of that money that's going toward group breaking is kind of being pulled out and... Okay, if you have $50 to spend, are you going to spend it on a group break? Or are you just going to walk over to your 7-Eleven and put that on tonight's Indians-Rockies game? Okay. Indians-Rockies. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, I, follow, I know it's an interleague. Okay, I follow what you're saying. Yeah. I follow what you're saying. It makes a lot of sense. Um, or you could take that fifty dollars and go find yourself some nice 1992 tops. Get three or four boxes. Out of or it. you could do it, or or get a case of ProSec Green and and look for a hologram. hologram. Exactly. You could also turn it into a parlay with the Mets and Rain and Mets and Yankees, you know, and see what happens there. Yeah. 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 All right. Uh, you with your fancy talk, parlay. 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 <laughs> Declare parlay, right? <laughs> We're going to wrap it up. Thanks, guys, for joining us. Uh, but before we do, 
Well, will we see you both in uh, in Toronto, or what do you, what are you guys doing? Maybe I might go into the oh, go up for what is it November? Yeah, November, yeah, November show. So, are you going to be there, David? Uh, if the weather's fine and yes, yeah. no, I will be there. Awesome. I'm, I look forward. I look to, I look forward to our conversations up there because sometimes it can get a little dry, and I love I love bringing in the uh, heel Chris and. Uh, and face David and we, can, and, and we can talk. I'm a it. white meat baby face. Are you really a white meat baby face? I'm a baby face. <laughs> I can't say it. I can't say it. You, you, can, you can beep it on the edit. You know. Yeah. How come, what, my, honestly, my favorite part of this, this whole show was the fourth minute conversation that you and I, us three had yesterday or the day before after the panel. And we were making references to... Uh, Conrad and, and, sure. and Pritchard, yeah. and no one knew what we were talking about except for us three. And yeah. Bishop. And, and, and Bishop. Bishop. And we were, it was Context a, is key. <laughs> Context is king, pal. Pronouns, pal. Uh, just, <laughs> I, I love, I love that little, it was only three or four minutes, but I loved it because it was like our own little- It was daytime, Eric. <laughs> it was our own little conversation and it was beautiful. So uh, I, I was, I really enjoyed that. I wanted to tell you guys that, that was awesome. Good. Uh, I look forward to seeing you in a few months, right. and uh, be blessed and safe until then. All right. All right. One one last thing I want to get over to the audience. If you're having any doubt, if you've never been to a national, go, go next year. It's in Chicago. And I think it's in Atlantic City in a couple of years. Just, it's like, it's like the Hajj for collectors. You have to go once in your lifetime. All right. All right. I think I get the five day pass. Super late. All right, guys. Thanks for hanging out. Uh, until next time, just keep listening. All right, cue the Jericho. The illest from CO Deep through the keyhole To see this one light Leeches lurking in the darkness Won't leave living tonight Punchline for fist fight Because they heads ain't fed right How can you see my brother With no perspective of sight Can't do good and live right Kick snares and hi-hats They be the get right Here they give the blind sight What? Me and my people just might tonight Alright? Me and my people just might